The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the second chapter. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine, they did not know where it came from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the servant, their steward, called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed him. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Get a lot of snow. Mm, yeah. Really. Is it more kind of slush now? Yeah. yeah it's kind of slushy. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I think we were all watching the weather yesterday, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. And you know that sometimes in everyday things we learn just a little bit more about life. Just a little bit more about life. Yeah. Like with the snow. The other day. I was talking with one of my brothers. I made the remark of sometimes the best laid plans don't go as we think they would. Sometimes the best laid plans don't go as we think we would. Now, I don't know about you, but I was all set not to come to church today. <laughs> Anybody else? Were you looking forward to being snowed at? Yeah, 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 yeah. I confess to you, my brothers and sisters, that <laughs> I like a day off every once in a while, too. It's kind of fun. I get a substitute? No. Everybody else had church today, too. But that is a good idea. But just pretend you're sick. Just pretend? No. I wouldn't do that to you. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but I did make a plan, though. I planned that just in case I'd have a sermon ready, and just in case I'd make sure that everything was done. But everybody else around me was planning for snow too. 
Now, we all planned out that we were going to have snow. My wife and I, Kristen and I, made a nice batch of green beans and potatoes and ham because that's a good meal to eat inside on a snowy day. I bet you all got visions of what you were going to do in your sleds and how you were going to make snowmen and everything else. No, I was just pretending that I would just freeze to death. You're going to freeze to death? Okay, well. Yeah, like, every, like every single snow day when you go up, you'll, every single second you, you get all frozen. Yeah. But that isn't what happened, is it? We still had church. We still came. We did make the meal, but it didn't quite taste the same watching the rain come down, you know? <laughs> Sometimes in life, we can make a plan. But something else happens. Sometimes in life, we can make a plan, a really important plan to us, but something else happened. In fact, in today's story, that's kind of what happened, right? The wedding had a plan. We're going to have a bunch of people. We're going to have a lot of food. We're going to have a lot of good wine, and it's going to be great. But something else happened. The wine ran out. I think and I believe that God exists in every time that something else happens. When plans go wrong, when things go backwards, when we don't know what's happening next. Yeah, when things get turned around. Something else happens. But I believe that God's there every time something else happens. It might seem like a real big deal, but it might seem like a real small thing. But no matter what, God loves us. God's willing to be here when something else happens. So this week, if you have any plans and they don't quite go how you think they would, I want you to think about God being there for these people. These people at a wedding party that it didn't turn out how they thought it would turn out either, but God was still there. And that God's going to be there for you too. It might not turn out how you think it would, but I think it'll turn out nonetheless. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Should we say a prayer? Okay. Let's say a prayer. Yeah. Let us pray. God of grace, we're very thankful that you're with us when the snow is about to come, and we're thankful that you're with us when the rain comes instead. When things change and we're caught off guard, We ask that you be near us and all people, that you would love us still, that you grant us grace still, and that when we're just a little bit backwards, you would help us to stand straight again. Thank you for being a God that's near to us when our plans go awry. In your name we pray. Amen. Jesus. Amen. By the laughter, I think a lot of you thought you weren't coming today either. (laughs) That's okay. In today's text, I'm struck by the way that Jesus' ministry begins because it doesn't seem to have the same gravity as the rest of Jesus' ministry, does it? 
Jesus' ministry is just full of healing and magnificent feeding and great and wonderful deeds that point us to reconciliation with one another, that point us to gifts being shared with one another, that point us to this wonderful vision of the kingdom of God made flesh. But Jesus' first sign just seems to be about making sure the party keeps going. You know? And Jesus isn't exactly standing up for the temperance movement in this point. The guests have drunk all the wine. <laughs> and instead of saying, look, I brought two extra bottles with me, Jesus fills six purification jars. Well, Jesus has filled six purification jars with water, holding 20 to 30 gallons. I understand we have someone who's good at math, okay? <laughs> 20 to 30 gallons. 120 to 180 gallons of wine. At my wedding, <laughs> if we drank 120 to 180 gallons of wine, the guests would be more than a little drunk. More than a little. We didn't. We got the bill. We did not drink 120 to 180 gallons of wine. But Jesus is bringing way more than was expected. I think what's striking about the way that Jesus' ministry begins here, for me at least, is the way that Jesus decides how to bring his disciples into belief. And he brings his disciples into belief using a very common experience. This isn't a demon coming out of nowhere, and this isn't someone with leprosy that they've tried to avoid all their life. They were invited to a wedding, they go. This was a part of the culture. And so in the normal places of life, in the things that they were already comfortable and familiar with, Jesus comes to them and shows a small sign of what the gospel says is glory. A small sign of glory. In that day, when you were holding a great and wonderful banquet for a wedding or for anything else, your honor was at stake, quite literally. You wanted to do a good job. You wanted to be a good host. You wanted to do good things for the people who, who were invited and who were around. And so when wine gives out in the middle of, of a party, that's a very, very bad thing. But Jesus even though this bad thing seems mundane, stacked up against everything else that's going to happen throughout the course of Jesus' ministry, Jesus decides at Mary's coaching to walk into this moment to bring people to faith. And in everyday experience, the disciples begin to learn. I bet you have those too. And in everyday experience, you begin to learn something. You begin to come to terms with something. Not in the huge highlights of life, but in everyday experiences, you come to learn a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more. The disciples are going to keep following Jesus, right? They're going to go from this moment with the wine to a few more moments with teaching and then a few moments of, whoa, some neat healings and then 
some really miraculous things happening, and it's going to keep escalating, and they're going to get drawn farther and farther from home. And they're going to find themselves in dramatically different places with dramatically different people in things that they will indeed find overwhelming. They will ask Jesus why they are even here at one point. As Jesus breaks into our life, the same thing happens. Jesus teaches us a little bit in the places of comfort, in our own homes, in our own places, in our own buildings. But then as we follow Jesus in this teaching, we get into just a little bit different territory and then a little bit more different territory and some really miraculous things happen. And eventually we find ourselves in a completely different space than we once inhabited. And we wonder how we even got there. The Jesus bringing gallons and gallons of wine is the Jesus that will meet on Good Friday at the cross. The one where the fate of the whole universe is announced in mercy and grace. But we travel to get there. We start at home and we travel to get there. I think that the places where we're going to start our journeys over and over again are going to be the places that are most common to us. It might be at work. It might be in your house. It might be in your families. But over and over again, the journey towards the miraculous things that God continues to do today will start in our home, in our families, in ourselves. So this week, I don't want you to look for the amazing, miraculous miracles. Though if they're happening, pay attention. I want you to look at the little things that you're learning. I want you to look at the little things that are indeed happening. I want you to look in your houses and in your families and in your jobs and in you. And as you see those things, I want you to realize that these things too, just like the wine, will lead us into death and into life by the grace of God. God be with you as these journeys take you places that you didn't understand before. God be with you as your plans change and go astray. God be with you as this thing begins. Amen.